0: Hi, welcome into another fireside chat here at the North American Logistics Tech Summit. I'm Andrew Cox, a senior retail analyst here at FreightWaves, and I'm speaking with Christy Montgomery today. She is the Vice President of Innovation and Research and Development at Kinko Group. There's a lot going on at Kinko uh, from the Innovation Lab. We're going to learn a little bit about what that Innovation Lab is about and also learn about what the average warehouse looks like today and what technologies are being put in them to make them more like the most advanced warehouses in the market today. Christy, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Andrew. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're here, Christy. Tell me, am I wrong in thinking that there's a misconception, at least from outside the logistics industry, of what the average warehouse is? I mean, has Amazon really created this misconception that every warehouse has these advanced robots and, and all these crazy uh, tech- technology in it? I think
1: there is a bit of mi- misconception for sure that there's, you know, high levels of automation in every warehouse out there. I, I think that's not true. Um, whether, whether Amazon is to blame, I'm, I'm not sure about that, but they certainly are on the more cutting edge of, of what's going on in warehousing today and, and primarily because they're in the e-fulfillment business. So, um, but, but we are seeing that change a, a little bit as, as, um, the pandemic has hit and, and automation is, Growing, but you still see a, a lot of manual processes in a warehouse today.
0: So, so what does the average warehouse look right now? You know, how, how how does how does it look? What uh, what types of technologies are in there now? And we'll, then we'll get into a little bit of the emerging technologies.
1: Yeah. So, from a from a technology perspective, you'll you'll certainly see um, your traditional execution systems, warehouse management systems, labor management systems. Uh, racking conveyor sometimes automated conveyor um, sortation systems things like that more, more tr- what I would say traditional automated type solutions um, that, that came somewhat out of the manufacturing industry into the, the warehouse industry
0: Christy besides you know Amazon and Walmart and maybe a handful of other just massive retailers the innovation within the warehouse seems to be coming from logistics providers is that correct I mean Kinko seems to be you know one of the one of the many 3PLs and logistics companies that's focused on innovation, focused on automation and warehouse technologies. That's where the innovation is coming from, right? I
1: think that's a good assessment, Andrew. And I think some of it is is driven by we're in the customer service business and and. Also, because if you think about it from the customer's perspective, you know, a lot of their innovation focus and their dollars being spent around innovation is, is focused in their, their product development, right? So that's where their innovation money goes and supply chain has not been a significant focus for most um, customers. And so the, the 3PL industry and, and logistics providers have kind of picked up that slack and said, we, we are going to try to innovate and transform this industry.
0: So, what are the challenges currently being faced at at the average warehouse right now? What is Kinko facing at their their warehouses, and then we'll get into some of the technology that's being created to try to solve some of those uh, those problems. Sure.
1: So. The biggest challenge that every warehouse I know of today has is labor, just the shortage of labor, finding labor, um, space constraints is another big one. So you combine, I don't have enough space and I can't find enough labor. And we are significantly challenged right now within the supply chain to, to get things to where they need to go on time and, and in full. So um, we are uh, driving a lot of innovation around those two key components. How do we, how do we overcome those challenges that are in the marketplace today? And and another one I would say, kind of lesser but but also a trend in our industry is just the digitization of the supply chain. And how do we help our um, workers do a better job through digital versus doing everything manually?
0: Christy, I think I saw this article. I think it was in the, the Wall Street, um, the Wall Street Journal this past week, but it talked about the difference between warehouse turnover rates over the past maybe like 10 years, and they've really accelerated over the past few years. Why is the turnover so high in warehouses? Why can't we retain workers?
1: I think it's a a combination of things. I think uh, we as uh, a generation, to some extent, are becoming more digitally focused and, and warehousing hasn't, to some extent, kept up. And so, you know, you don't see a lot of folks coming out of college excited about moving boxes in a warehouse. And so some of it is the trend around, you know, people no longer really working to live but more you know working to allow themselves to to do what they need to do and and enjoying life more and so they don't really want a job where they feel like they're not being fully utilized and able to to think but i think also it's it's driven a little bit more by just options we have so many more options in today's world for careers for jobs and uh even remote work right i, I can live where i want to and work where i want to and when you look at the warehouse industry that's not as uh, achievable. I need people inside the four walls where my warehouses are located. And oftentimes warehouses are not located um, where folks necessarily want to enjoy life, if I can say it that way. So um, it, it just drives a different, it's a different perspective. So it's difficult also because you have typically large industrial centers where 15, 20 warehouses are located together and there's a wage war quite frankly. And so people are willing to move for the smallest thing. It's hard to keep your employees engaged and excited about coming to work every day in the warehouse space.
0: Well, it would seem to me that you know technology could be one of those things that does attract and maybe retain uh, some, some of the good workers. Talk to me about some of the emerging technologies that are going on uh, in the warehouses. What are some of the things you guys are testing at the Kinko Innovation Lab?
1: So you are absolutely correct. We feel like technology is one of the ways to to reach the workforce and whether it's a mobile app that that gives them um, a certificate when they do something great um, and they get recognition for what they're doing or um, one of our most exciting things we're working with right now is called teleoperations for lift truck drivers. So imagine I'm sitting in front of a video console on my couch and I'm driving a lift truck in a warehouse across the country. So um, we are getting ready to to pilot test this in our innovation lab. And, you know, the concept here is to allow that I can live where I want to and still work in this industry. It's also to reach workers that potentially are not in a market where jobs are prevalent and they, they want to work and we want to give them a job. So let's find them and let's bring them into the warehouse space. Uh, obviously, robotics and automation, huge uptick in our industry right now. Um, there was a, an article that just came out that, that one of our competitors is adopting 2,000 robots over the next few months. So we we ourselves are implementing robotics in several locations. And so just a really strong uptick in in that being adopted in the supply chain space.
0: Chrissy, this is a bit of an oddball question, but you just got my wheels turning with the remote forklift driver. Uh, you know, first of all, who, who said you couldn't work from home in the warehouse space? And also, exactly. you know, is this... Um, does this, does this open up that job to a wider range of people, not only you know geographically, but also I'm thinking people with disabilities, could they be capable of doing a job like this from home?
1: Absolutely. That's one of the target markets for this particular uh, solution. I was talking to one of my customers about this, and she was just so excited because her son is deaf. And they're afraid to hire him in a warehouse space because they're concerned that he can't hear what's going on around him. Um, and this opens that door for him. He's a he's fully functioning lift truck driver. He has all the certifications. He knows how to do it. But he's having a hard time finding that job because people are worried about the safety aspect. So, with sensors and lighting technology, um, he now has the ability to drive a lift, a lift truck in a warehouse. And and think about a you know a disabled veteran or a paraplegic or someone like that who would not otherwise have that opportunity. This is this is that way to get them into
0: our world, so to speak. Christy, true or false, robots in warehouses decrease the number of jobs in warehouses.
1: I think it would be Pollyanna-ish to say that they do not, however, What I will say is that because the labor market is so tight right now and it is so difficult to find employees that want to work and do a great job oftentimes, um, we look at robotics as a way to augment the great tenured workforce that we do have. And so we, we have a lot of temporary warehouse workers that we're going out to temp agencies and bringing in because we don't have enough folks coming to work. And so, you know, for us, it's, it's filling the gaps. It's, it's looking at how do we, um, how do we achieve the work that we need to achieve? Um, and, and it's not about cutting heads out of the warehouse. It's more about we don't have enough. And how do we fill those gaps? Because everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's talking to the temp agencies. Everybody's fine trying to hire that next person. And it's just a difficult labor market in most areas of the country. And so we look at it as more how do we offset that labor shortage than we do um, cutting jobs. And we also, you know, we find the opportunity to take that really great warehouse worker and say, how would you like to learn how to be in control of the robot and, and to learn how to ensure that the robot does the workflow properly, right? So upskilling that labor force in that instance is is an opportunity as well. Kenco, a, a core tenant of Kenco is taking care of our people. And it always has been for the 70 years we've been in business. So, like I said, I would be remiss to say never going to happen that we're going to eliminate a job with a robot, but it is certainly um, much less of a
0: focus for us and not what we seek to do with it. Right. That that makes sense. I was thinking, you know, also along the lines of productivity, uh, it It seems logical, the next logical step is that that these robots would bring productivity gains, whether it's less humans or the same amount of humans or even more humans in there, that these allow humans to be more productive. What are some of the the productivity gains that you've seen from some of the technologies you guys have implemented or are testing at the lab?
1: That's a great point, Andrew. So most of the robotics that we are putting in, in place in our warehouses are about removing the travel distance. So if you think about a picker that is, you know, in a set of shelving, picking orders, and then he walks to the pack station with every bin that he's filled. Um, That's thousands of trips a day, potentially. And that is wasted time for him to walk from point A to point B. If I can keep him in his shelving units, whether there's three or four aisles, they are picking, picking, picking all day long. And the robots are doing the travel, taking the bins from where he is to the packout station and coming back with empty bins for him to pick into. Then that is where I've saved a lot of waste in the warehouse. Anytime I can remove travel from the humans and allow robots to do that type of activity, it's it's highly productive
0: yeah I mean Amazon, I think we, you, you look at Amazon and how they've used Kiva to do something similar. you know basically move the shelves you, you see Amazon workers that were once walking 10, 12 miles in a shift now only walking one or two miles and that's thats a huge benefit to them and, and it makes it makes the job more attractive right We were talking about that earlier is how some of these technologies can can make this job more attractive to everybody, but especially younger generations who look at that look at that uh, work as as you know something that they're not capable of or something you know right. Let's uh, let's let's go to consumer trends. Right, we've seen uh, the COVID pandemic has thrown retail into uh, you know upside down. Really changed a lot of the way that retailers operate. Many of them have now focused their stores as fulfillment centers and as you know endpoints where consumers can pick up merchandise. They've they've started leveraging stores in a higher way. What changes on the consumer side, or you know, what are the changes that is happening on the consumer side that are you know converting over into change in the warehouse? How is the how are the warehouses changing within the four walls to adapt to all the change in consumers?
1: I think what we're seeing, particularly with a lot of our um, CPG customers. Uh, in fast-moving consumer goods is really, you know, this the shift to more e-fulfillment, e-commerce. I want this shipped directly to my home, and they're traditionally more retail shipping outlets. And so how do they become more omni-channel, right? How do they have channels that are shipping pallets and cases and, and eaches? And so how do we bring this e-commerce into what we already do and just making that shift to allow for shipping those those individual units that they're just, that's just not something they've done before. And so it's driving a lot of that behavior of we now need to rethink our processes within our warehouse, even if you think about a customer that's shipping food and the expiration dates on that food, it's it's much different when I'm shipping a pallet of lettuce versus when I'm shipping a head of lettuce, right? And so now I have to be really mindful of you know, it, it, the eaches that I'm shipping out of the warehouse and, and how do I track that? And how do I make sure that I have all that information at that unit level versus at a broader um, unit of measure? So That's been one of the things that have driven that, Uh, you know, also just uh, smaller quantities, more customization. Uh, Users want what they want specifically, and they want it now. So um, driving faster delivery times, driving more customization, driving, you know, that look toward omni-channel is really some of those consumer trends that have impacted our customers pretty significantly.
0: Yeah, we've seen a dispersion of endpoints from in retailer supply chains, either to people's homes as people have ordered more online or to the stores as they have leveraged those stores as fulfillment centers. So that dispersion of endpoints, it naturally creates smaller, uh, more rapidly replenished quantities. So I think it really has been, been a boon for LTL thus far. I wanted to ask you uh about returns because we've gone through uh, the past year I think I think I see I saw FedEx returns business grew 28% year over year in the first quarter um, as people buy more stuff online we naturally return a lot of stuff what what are your thoughts on returns how can we within the warehouse walls and as an industry just do a better job of managing it
1: I think that's a that is another challenge within our within our industry that the pandemic has highlighted not that returns haven't always been there but certainly this is has grown that focus on it and i think um really as we look at how, how are we shifting from a linear supply chain to a more circular supply chain and how do we take that product and and either reuse um disposition it in such a way that we are sustainable with that disposition. And so I think that's what a lot of our customers are starting to look at is, is, is taking those products back that perhaps they cannot restock and put them back on the shelves because of, you know, expiration dates or whatever the case may be. Um, but how do they still recycle that product into something usable and, and, you know, be more sustainable as it looks toward, you know, taking care of our environment, being socially responsible, whatever the case may be. So I think that's where we've seen a little bit of a change. Returns has always been a challenge. We've always had those disposition needs, but I think what we're finding is people are more conscious about
0: what are we doing with those returns once they come back into the warehouse. Well, that's a that's a very good thing to hear uh, that they're being a little bit more conscious about this, Christy. Let's talk about the Kinko Innovation Lab. We only have a few minutes here, so let's let's focus in on uh, on on your baby there, the thing that you run. So, what what are the dynamics between building and buying? Because this is something that I was really interested to talk to you about. You know, what, are you guys doing a lot of of prototyping with uh, with potential vendors and testing out their technology? Are you building your own stuff, or is there a little bit of both? How does that work out?
1: It's a great question, Andrew. It's a little bit of both. Uh, although I will say primarily what we find ourselves building uh, it tends to be more software driven. When we're doing something more hardware based, we're partnering with a vendor to build the solution either on our behalf, sharing the IP with them, whatever whatever that may be. So, um, Or in some cases, we're merely testing, let's say we're testing six different types of robotics head to head to say for our customer. Their profile looks like this. Their warehouse looks like this. This is the best robot for them. So that that's a piece of it. Um, Another piece of it is taking things that are happening in another industry. Let's say something that's going on in healthcare that's never been brought into the logistics space, and bringing that into our lab and saying, "Hey, could this be repurposed to really serve the supply chain industry?" So we're we're inventing some things on our own um, that tend to be more software driven. We're, We're working with uh, vendors outside of the logistics space to bring their technology into logistics and apply it if necessary. We're testing vendor products and determining what works best. And then in some cases, we're having an idea and we're saying, you know what, we're not in the business of building this solution. Let's go to the manufacturer of this type of solution and, and build it with them. So I'll give you an example. Um, we We came up with an idea for helping our clamp truck operators who struggle with, when I'm five refrigerators high, um, seeing the lines on the inside of a clamp that tells me how deep I need to clamp the product. So we worked with Cascade, who's the largest manufacturer of clamp attachments in the industry, and said, what if we built this solution that gave them a a lighting system to say, I'm deep enough, I'm not deep enough, Um, I'm, I'm vertically aligned like I should be, or I'm not. Um, and it would, it would onboard new employees much faster as well as give them that visual indicator. Simple, a simple invention, but just not something we're in the business of building. So let's have Cascade build it because that's what they do. So kind of we run the gamut, to answer your question. We, we invent some things, we partner with others, and we bring things in that are, that are truly from a different industry.
0: Yeah, you guys I think I think it was last year you launched DaVinci AI, the uh, proprietary advanced analytics yeah. platform I think that came out of the King Code Lab. I wanted to ask you what you know if, if you can answer that if, if you can't I understand but are there any companies that you guys are working with maybe especially on the startup world that maybe we need to be on the lookout for or are there some companies that you're seeing just having incredible tech that maybe don't have uh, don't have as much notoriety notoriety as they should right now?
1: Well, I think we're working with a lot of startup companies, but, but I mentioned it a little earlier. The most exciting one probably is this remote, uh, this remote lift truck driver. And actually we were published together in the Wall Street Journal a couple of weeks ago. So I'm fine with sharing their name. It's Phantom Auto. Uh, really interesting um company who's been doing some things more more on um automating other types of materials, but now they're in the warehouse automating lift trucks and allowing you to drive them remotely. So really excited about their technology and what they can bring in in uh, in our industry. So that's that's one of them. We're working with a drone company that um is on the cusp of being able to have battery changing automation. So that, that's always been the challenge for us is it's great to have a drone taking inventory in a warehouse, but if I have to change the battery every 20 to 30 minutes, it's not productive. Um, so these guys are looking at um, having their own technology that changed that out. And they, the name is B Garage. They came through the Dynamo Accelerator here in Chattanooga. So um, th- that's a great input for us as a logistics company to have Dynamo here in Chattanooga and, and bringing those startups
0: to bear for us. Yeah, I'm, I can only imagine. Dynamo just raised a boatload of money uh, to start their, their their second fund. So congratulations to them. Very excited to see what they do. Last question for you, Christy. And I guess it's not, not, not so much of a question, but you guys set the lab up here in Chattanooga, right in the heart of Freight Alley. And I love that so much. Uh, but you, you must be confident that we can attract the right type of tech talent to the city, are you?
1: We are very confident. Um, but I also will say that remote work is nothing new. And so I can have talent all over the country that are working for me in my lab. So, um, you know, our, our travel industry is coming back, fortunately, now coming out of COVID. And so I, I, I have employees who work for me in Texas. We have employees, you know, in Illinois. We have employees in Indiana. So we um, obviously, you know, love to find the talent right here in Chattanooga and have them working at the corporate office, but I can find talent all over the country. But I will say that our... Our IT and technology group at Kenco and, um, our innovation group and our engineering group, the three groups there together, I believe, you know, and our data science team kind of mixed in there are second to none. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of, of what we Kenco have been able to attract to the Chattanooga area. And I know Freightwaves has done a great job as well. And I feel like, you know, several other companies, Covenant, and I can name, I could name a number of them here in town, but I, I do feel like we have a great pool of tech talent in Chattanooga.
0: I couldn't agree more, Christy. I think that there is a lot of tech talent here in Chattanooga. I certainly see it here at Freightwaves Waves almost every day, and I think we're going to continue attracting great talent to our great city. Christy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Anybody that wants to learn more about the lab or learn more about you or Kenco, where should we send them?
1: Uh, www.kencogroup.com is our website, and we would love to have them come check us out. And thank you so much, Andrew, for the opportunity to talk
0: to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christy. Go check it out. A lot going on at the Innovation Lab from drones to augmented reality to vision picking automation. There is a lot being tested there. So a lot of good technology that is going to be coming out of Kinko over the next couple of years. Very excited to watch it. All right, that's been it for this talk with Miss Christy Montgomery. We've got a lot more though. Don't go anywhere.